This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I'm in here with a street legend himself. Yeah, Gotti, how you feeling, man? I'm good, out. Chilling? Yes, for sure. How are you? Uh, I seen you at uh, the YSL home, one of the many YSL homes, a few weeks ago. Right. Uh, but you went back to Atlanta, right? Right. And now you're back out in LA. Back out here. I actually um went back to Atlanta, went to Miami to see my family. I just catch up, and then now I'm back. That's where your family's located. That so yes. you're not like an Atlanta guy for the most part. You're from Florida. Or? I'm born in Miami, but I moved to Atlanta when I was one. So like my whole childhood been in Atlanta. Really? Oh, that's how it's like so connected. It's mm. wrong, yeah. So do you, when you go to Florida, though, do you feel like a connection to there? Or do you consider yourself really like an Atlanta guy? It's like, it's really like I got the best of both worlds. So it's like my whole family in Florida, so that connection I always do. But it's like, I'm kind of standoffish. So it's like, um, more so Atlanta's home. Mm. But Miami is like where my roots at, if you get it, yeah. I got you. Um, okay, so tell me about your, your early life and like what you were like as a kid and shit. Man, like, well, you know, like, okay, everybody, a lot of people say they jumped out of the porch so early. Like, I probably jumped out of the porch when I was 13. So it's like everything was regular until that moment. Mm-hmm. And like, I kind of seen one of my homeboys in my breezeway shot. You feel me? Like, yeah, it got hit like four times. And it kind of like, it, it, it forced me to grow up ahead of my time. Really? Yeah, so it's like, Everything was normal to then. Like, it was kind of like good grades. It wasn't that was just all A's, but it was like, okay, good grades. Well, B's and C's, a couple A's. But so seeing somebody that you were close with get shot at that young of an age, though, were you, because like obviously if you're really paying attention to rap and stuff like that, it's like you, you hear about people getting into incidents and stuff like that, but was this the first time that you had actually had something happen that like hit you close to home, realizing like, oh, this shit could happen to me? Happens all the time, et cetera, and that just kind of changes your whole worldview? Yeah, that was, like, the first time. Like, mm. the first time, and it's like, damn. I had heard about it a lot, but actually seeing it and seeing him leading and you feel me, crying for help, like, my mama actually called the police for him. Mm. You feel me? So it's like, that was the first time. I, I seen him. I was going outside to play. I seen him and went and told my mama, and she came and called the police. Wow. Yeah. And so how did that change you? Like, what, what did you start doing differently after that point? Um, It's just like... I, I went with my normal routine, but it's like in my mind, it, it, that stuff like that always hunted me. Mm. You feel me? Because it's like it's close to home. Yeah. Definitely. But so did, it didn't like kind of get you spooked in terms of not wanting to be in the streets, or did it make you more interested in that side it, of things? It, believe it or not, it kind of made me more interested in seeing like, well, I got to protect myself and my family. 
Because mm. I'm the youngest child on my mom's side. So it's like my brother, he been gone since I was in eighth grade, been in college and in, in NFL, like playing sports. So it's like me and my mom. So it's like anything that I can do, I have to protect my family. Like I'm what's the man of the house. Right. So you you had that feeling from a young age, like I'm in charge here. I'm going to have to protect my family. Yes. That's, that's a lot of responsibility for yes. a young guy. Yeah. I, I, that's, that was that was me, you feel me? Because it's like, I, I always been like the youngest, even like in YSL, like I'm one of the youngest. Or like even with just our street gang, or, I, I always one of the youngest. Like I ain't never just home with a lot of people my age. Mm. So it's like, I took that mentality to home, like home, what I'm seeing the older guys on the block do and take care of their family. I, I, I always wanted to be that person. Right. To provide. That makes sense. Um, so, after that, you just sort of start getting wrapped up in more street shit. Is that how you would describe it, or like what 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 kind of shit really literally changed? Um, well, like I still play sports, mm-hmm. feel me? So it's like sports was almost my savior till I end up getting jammed out, jammed up, and then it got on some like, okay, I play sports Monday through Friday, and Friday through Sunday I'm in the streets, like just. But it was like a dose of it. It wasn't just full full ledge in the streets. But it just um, uh, caught a case, and they took my scholarships, and then it was like I'm all in. At what age? 16. 16. You had yes. scholarships for college? Like you were going to go to college? Yeah, I was going to go to college. I had football scholarships. Really? And you were you were really good at football? Yes. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Like It's documented. Like I, I was ranked, you feel me, like out of top 200. Like I was ranked. Had schools like Georgia, Marshall, um, Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, Appalachian State, like a couple D ones, like TCU, and it just like I called a case, like went made one bad decision. What was the case? Oh, man. It was I could talk about it now, like because it's like it was a rape, like right. Well, you got accused of it. Accused of it. Yeah. Wow. So what was it? Was it like a party situation? Or? No, <laughs> it was just like okay, I was popular because I I played sports so i was one of the best on the team and i was also rapping so it's like i had the best of both worlds and we pulling up school and business or just you know how this young head big feeling yourself so it was actually a, a girl who got transferred to the school and like okay so she's like kind of fresh meat so everybody at her everybody at her but like somehow she came for me because i guess she seen like i was one of the ones and then i just remember walking her to class and then I left. So after after I left, she was like, um, so we gonna go together? And I told her no. So all of a sudden she just told another dude and he went home and told his parents. The next day they tried to come lock me up, but I ran out of school. Holy shit. Yeah. So you took off run were you on the run for a while or nah, I, I ended up turning myself in. It's like I know I ain't I ain't right no you feel me? Like, right. I ain't never had problems with women. You feel <laughs> me? Like so it's, I turned my mom made me turn myself in. I did like two weeks in Rice Creek on the South Floor. So it's like that's like Iraq, like it's a danger zone. Right. So that even woke me up to where it's like uh-huh. I'd never be normal again. Right. Like, like, you- I'd never be normal. Like I'm up here with, I'm 16 years old up here with real like killers, like people with life sentences, and you feel me? Like, like you thought you knew what was going on on some street shit before, and now all of a sudden you're with everybody who really is is past the point of no return exactly and i'm the, like i say i'm always like one of the youngest so i'm 16 17 these dudes anywhere from 20 on up so it's like 
damn, like, I remember walking in the dorm and seeing two dudes fight as soon as I walked in. Mm. It's like, oh, shit. What am I supposed to do? Were you scared? Because, I mean, you don't have any of your normal, like, you got your homies when you're on the outside. Yes. You're, you're just solo. <laughs> Ain't no cap. Yeah, I was scared. Like, I'm scared. You feel me? But it's like, when you from the when you from that, you you know not to show that you're scared, mm. but you know, like, just respect everybody. And if, if you provoke or if it come to you, that's when you have to handle your business. But not... Just walk up with your nose all up. Like, yeah, nobody ain't going to do nothing to me. You feel me? You just, I just had to be smooth with it. Did you end up having a fight, like, when you were in there during that short period of time? You have to prove yourself to any extent? No. Uh, a dude tried me, but when he seen, like, I was going to stand up, then all the older dudes, like, hell, nah, leave him alone. That's the youngin'. Like, nah, nah, hell, nah, bro. Pick on somebody on side. Uh-huh. But just, like, when you're in a situation like that, a person will test you. So it's like... I wasn't going. Like, I can't, because if I would have just went out bad or he let him pump me, then it would have opened the door for everybody else to do it. Mm-hmm. And I got a man, I'm going to go in the store and get my commissary. Like, I can't go like that. Right. You feel me? So did that case just go away? Like, did she not end up really trying to follow through with it? or? Nah, like, it, it stayed pending for, like, having a 10. It stayed pending for seven years. Seven? Just beat it. That's how I just knew it was some bullshit. And like, she was trying to take it to court the whole time. It was like... Like, I don't know. Like, after... Okay, I got out on bond. After that, she um she left the school. And I never heard from her. Like, she disappeared. But she went to a whole other school. I think she went to North Carolina and did the same thing to another dude. You feel Holy what I'm saying? fuck. Yeah. So it's like... That's what that movie is. Daddy's look at like that's some stuff like I I I'm thinking that's some movie stuff like uh-huh. but it's, it actually goes on. Right. So I end up going fed and when it, like when you're in the feds if you have an open charge they won't give you no halfway house. Mm-hmm. So I had to hire a whole nother lawyer and then they end up calling like you beat it like I don't even know why this still was pending. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no evidence or nothing on the case. It was just what she said. That's so crazy that your dreams of playing sports could be totally crushed just by a fucking accusation. Yeah, like, and that's why, like, I have a couple homies in the NFL or NBA, and I just stay on them, like, bro, you, it ain't just for you, because that was my dream. So I'm like, bro, when you score, I score, like, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they feel the same, about, same way about me. Like, bro, when you have a hit or you have a son that's training, like, it's because they listen to the music, so it's, it balances each other out. But that was my first love, like, sports. Okay, so how many? How long were you actually in prison though? Like two weeks, or or did you end up having to go back in after that, or were you nah, just dealing with the um, court case and shit? Okay, that was counting. So, this just two weeks, and then it was back and forth to court, and then I didn't go to court for. So, I didn't go to court no more, and then I ended up getting locked up for um, a murder charge like two years later. Okay. Yeah. So, it just my life been just up and down. You feel me? But I. I'm still here, so it's like, you know, I, I know I got real. Did you start making music, like, soon, before all this shit started happening, or when when did the music become part of it? The music, in the middle of the rape man, I'm out of charge. Like, I was always around it, so it's like, I'd go in my closet or be in the shower and just play with it, but I couldn't really get it. I couldn't grasp it. Mm. But I knew I could do it, but I, I ain't had the patience to grasp it. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, I always play with it, but... I actually started taking it serious, like in that gap, like, like around, like right around the rape charge. Uh-huh. Like I end up, I had two homies who not rap. Um, and shout out to them two, uh, Rico Cash and Landscript Chip. 
they 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 was real good at rap. So I took them, I had the connections. So I just plugged them in with Block Entertainment. Oh, okay. And like that's my uncle. So it's like he um gave us a deal and it just went for now. But he told me I had to start rapping to get my money. So mm-hmm. that would make me just like start rapping in. Yeah. So how long after that did you end up meeting Thug? Or was he like the first established rapper that you ended up like really working with? Yes. But me and Thug, like we've been knowing each other since like seven or eight. Okay, so you're yeah, from so similar we, yeah, neighborhoods yeah, and yeah, shit? Yeah, we from like down in the same neighborhood. His neighborhood is like right behind mine. Right. So it's like we always knew each other. We always kicked it, you know, played against each other in sports. Oh, Just right. like, yeah, so it's like before we jumped out of porch, we always seen each other and it was a respective tip on athlete and we come from the same struggle. Then it's got to where he jumped out of porch before me, but he'll be all in my hood, which that's the point of time where it ain't no game, man. It's like, you can't come to our hood, we ain't going to your hood. Mm-hmm. But somehow he'll end up in the hood. Like, he got a pass. Like, he he good. Yeah, because, like, I feel like everybody growing up, you're you're watching different people and how they move and shit, and you're, you're seeing somebody like Thug, like, if he's the first person from your area or a similar age to you that ends up being successful, that can completely change how you view what's possible. My co-host, AD, that I do a lot of shit with, he's talking about how he was fully on the gang shit, he was all about protecting his area, etc., and then he he became friends with a couple rappers, he starts going to clubs, studios, starts seeing, like, oh, like, this is what's possible, and it just completely opened his mind, like, I'm not gonna just try to be sitting outside the crib all day. Yeah, yeah, it just show you, like, I don't, I don't have, it's, it's, it's on you if you want to be normal, like, like, and that's how it was, like, Thug was the first person, like, from our, my generation and our hood to just take off mm. and don't look back. Like, it meant a lot of people take off, but their career don't just be long stream. Like, Thug was that first person and he opened my ass. Cause I, he's an important inspiration in general, too, though, because he's just, like, he was just so uncompromising. Like, he was just so blatantly just doing his own weird-ass thing. Like, he didn't give a fuck about trying to fit in and be like anybody else. Right. And he, he completely, like, changed the game yeah. by just being himself by and being, being himself. as strange as he is. Yeah. But he created, you know, he's probably, like, the most, I always say, I think Thug's probably the most influential rapper of the last 10 years. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And he, it's crazy, a lot of people don't know, like, he's been like that. Mm. Like, when everybody was wearing bag of jeans, like, he converted to skinny jeans. Like, this back then middle school type stuff like mm. bands and he been like skateboarding rock star like he been converted so it's like a lot of people didn't understand but i always seen because like we we so we got so much in common like our first love really is like fashion mm. like you feel what i'm saying so it's we i seen what he was doing you feel me and sometimes I, I take from him or yeah take from me it would balance each other out you feel what i'm saying but i definitely agree with you on he's the most influential Mm. Last ten years. So was he somebody who was pushing you to make music as well? Is he somebody who was like who believed in your talent? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Um, it wasn't. It was the talent, but it wasn't really just. It's just like we come from that same cloth, so it's like, bro, you need to rap, bro. 
you just had a deal and you messed it up. Now you got a better situation you need to rap. Mm. So it's like he down there made me start that rap. Right. But it's like I was leaning towards it, but it's like when you so caught up in the street, it's, it'd be like, man, and you getting the, the rap won't pay. Like in the beginning, the rap won't pay what you getting paid in the streets. Mm. But it'd be that sacrifice. It was like a long term yeah, work to build the, something exactly, up. Yeah, exactly. It'd be and, that long term like sacrifice. Definitely. And so, okay, but your original label situation didn't work out. The original deal you signed, or how did that go? Um, it just didn't work out. Like I just part of ways. I had signed some Sony RCA up on the um, Mark Pitt and Block Entertainment, uh-huh. but it, it it just didn't work. Like it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted, and it was a group. So it's like, you know how groups work, you feel me? Like, I still talk to all the guys, but it's still like egos and you feel me? In the day, my mind ain't really, wasn't then, it was just on the rap one. So it's like, I'm the one who brought y'all to the table and y'all are like, go big on me. So it's like, I just like, I'm through. You feel mm. me? Then I had a murder charge. I was down on bun on the murder charge. It was over my head. So it's like, I can't focus on rap. I probably got to finna go do a life sentence. Well, I'm probably finna be on the run for the rest of my life. So they catch me. Hard to, it's like hard to focus on building this career when you're thinking like this career might not even happen. Exactly. So it's like now that that's behind me, the feds, like now that everything behind me, like I'm just focused on rap. You feel me? For the first time ever in my life, I'm just focused on making good music, being an artist. Yeah, and that's like a lot of the people that I talk to. Like, I have a lot of friends who are like very deeply invested in the YSL world. So it's like if there's anybody who comes around the thug camp, they're paying attention. Like they knew about Gunna as soon as Gunna was hanging out. Like they, sure. they fucking knew about Yak Gotti as soon as they heard you on a thug tape. So like that was the impression I got from a lot of my friends. Like, oh, you got to interview this dude because he's like the next the next one out of that, that, that world. Right, right, right. I appreciate that. No, yeah. I definitely appreciate it. It's an honor. Like, I mean... I, and the same thing with me, like, I'm tuned in, like, it should be time we're going to be on tour, and I just be watching those interviews, because I know it's it could be potentially me doing this, mm. you feel me? So I just pay attention to other people's interviews and know how to critique myself, like, and just know how to talk, know, you feel me, eye contact, or just know certain stuff, you feel me, and just, like, like, like my people in Atlanta, they're like, bro, you finna do no jumper, bro, you, that's big, <laughs> like, like, yeah, bro, I appreciate it, but, I'm, you know, it's just, like, you can't just overreact. Like you can't mm-hmm. overthink it. It's just like it, it, it's, it's. I'm at a point now where it's kind of normal. That's like, fair. Like getting out is everything moving so fast. Mm. But you gotta understand, like all my childhood friends, like down and I made it. The ones that rap, mm. all of them actually made it and went up, got platinum and gold plaques, and so it's like. They can do it. I can do it. It's funny when you say the thing about uh, interviews and like thinking about what you would say one day once you got an interview and shit. Because I feel like Thug is somebody who didn't do any interviews for a long ass time, and right. then in the past like year, he did one interview with me, and then I seen him go and do an hour with Big Boy, and I was like, man, this is crazy. Like we're seeing like a, a much more social version of Thug because I think Thug for a long time didn't want to talk to the press because he felt like they were going to misrepresent him. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of what it was because he's like. He's one of a kind, so it's like, y'all will take little stuff he ran with and just make it something else, or y'all will dig and dig and dig and just be asking him questions that he probably don't feel comfortable answering. Mm. So he probably want to let the music speak for itself, speak for him, and then now he's, 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 he done opened up. That's one thing I noticed about him when I was interviewing him is that he, like, actually can't, like, he can't hold back from just saying exactly how he feels. 
Because there was a couple little things that he said in that interview that I was thinking in my head. I'm like, bro, people are going to take this different than how you mean it. And then that is exactly what happened is that like the blogs tried to say like, oh, he said this, he said that. Yeah. And it's like, I, I knew exactly what he was trying to say, but it was just so clear to me that he wasn't really thinking about shit as in how people were going to take like, it. Yeah, he don't, he don't really care. He yeah. don't care. Like, he don't care. I've been with him plenty of time. Like, he don't care. It's like, I get mad. Like, bro, what you mad for? Like, hey, bro, he just tried you. Like, oh, man. Mm. Yeah. It's crazy because uh, I feel like for a lot of people, the first time they ever heard Yeah, Gotti was when you said, I'm, I'm Yeah, Gotti, I got bodies on bodies. Was that the first big song that you had out on an official Thug Project? Yes. Dreams. It's like, in the, like, back in the gap, like we did, music together, but it never got released. But mm. Dream was the, my brown, my, like, my, my rap moment, like, my, to break in the industry. Like, that was my moment. And it's crazy because I asked them, like, Bro, you finna put that on your tape? Cause I, I actually didn't like the verse. You feel me? Like, and I said it like different. Like I said, um, how you doing? I'm that guy that I got bodies on top of bodies. So he's so in tune with the music. Like I'm thinking like, well, what he gonna think? Because he's already with it then. So I'm thinking like, who he gonna think? And he's just like, oh, that's hard, but you gotta see it like this. So wow. that's how I came. I got bodies on bodies. That's crazy that he has that attention to <laughs> yeah. detail, yeah. He, he's so, like, I ain't gonna lie, he's like, he a genius when it comes to that. You feel me? Like, he a genius. Like, he know the spacing, how to record itself. He know the tempo. Like, he just know how to put it or mm -hmm. how to see it or what you're going for. You feel like you've learned, like, an incredible amount about music from just being in that environment and being around all, like, Gunna, Thug, all these people who, like, are... You know, they're not like classically trained with music at all, but they just clearly have such an understanding of melody and like right. what it, what makes a dope song. Right. Yeah. And, like just being out and it's like you get to the point. I'm in there with um, Slime, Gunner, Future, Tilt. Like I'm in, I'm in there with, you feel me, the, the legends of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So it's like it, a lot of people be selfish and like, man, damn, I want to get on the song. But let me get on this. I just sit back and soak it up because it's like, they, they they work so fast, but it still be a good body of work. Mm. So I just sit back and soak it up. And sometimes I even pull my phone out and I start writing the verse. I know it's not going on this, but I'm just practicing. Mm. I'm just like I'm just like perfecting my craft. Right. Can you talk about what happened with this uh, murder case that you beat? Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's beat. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go? How'd that um, go? Well, actually, like first I'm saying I didn't do it. Right. <laughs> if you got off, I'm going to believe you. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do it. But, um, a dude shot at my mom. Yeah. In my hood. Whoa. Yeah. Over, oh, why? Like, um, okay. Me and my mom had gotten into it. I ain't going to lie. I was like a hardhead child. Like, I, I didn't listen. But it's, it's just, me and my mom so much alike. So I didn't listen. I ain't want to hear that. We got to argue. And she um actually left. So my, my one of my brothers came and get me cheers. And I'm around with him. We ran around smoking all day, just she trying to cool me down. So she ended up going to a place in my hood. It's a four-way. We call it the four-way. And I guess I'm out of walking too slow or whatever happened. She blew the horn. So the dude was like, fuck you, bitch. And my mom like, fuck your, your mama, bitch. But the dude, mama was dead. So it's like back like mm. they are listening and I guess he just shot at my mom. And you found out about it? Yeah, I definitely found out about it. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't too happy about it? No. I was so mad, but it's like I couldn't get to him. I ain't gonna like, like I, yeah, you shot at my mom, bro, you gotta go. 
but I couldn't get to him. So, but it's like my mom, it's that mom that got love and respect for everybody. So you give out, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You give out what you get in. So it's like, we'll be at the skating ring, 10, 20 deep. My mom and that mom make trips back and forth to make sure everybody get back to the hood. Mm. You feel me? So it's like, how it happened, I don't know, but just because my mom reported the incident, they had snatched me up. Mm. Like it was. Um, the cops are looking at you. You got perfect motive. Here. I got the motive mm -hmm. exactly. So it's like they they charged me with it, but I ended up um, sent down like seven months. It took you seven months to have the charges dropped, or did you actually so, go to trial? Uh, I went to trial, but I got a bond in seven months. Uh -huh. I got a bond, and this time too, like every time I went to rush school, like I went on the same floor. Like it's like the gladiators on. So it's like this time I got the fight a couple times. I seen dudes get stabbed. Nah, I really never gonna be normal. Cause there was the rape was sixteen, just the murder was seventeen. Mm. It's like back to back. You feel me? And it's like it I couldn't be normal no more. It it was over with. Like it's like what I ended up being it um the following year I went to trial but here's the thing is like do you feel like people treat you different in the streets because they know that you beat that trial and like you know they, they don't even give a fuck if you did it just the fact that you went that you got the charge and you beat it that that probably to a lot of people they look at you like yeah whatever it changes their view of you. yeah it's changed, yeah for sure because it's like I, I always had that name like okay my name yet but it's short for maniac mm. so i always had that rep well like he gonna handle his business but it's just like when you sit down for one of them and then you on top of that you come you you come home and on top of coming home you beat it okay anybody could burn out but you beat it it's like okay we might not want to play with them but you still have people who don't care like, mm -hmm. i ain't gonna just say like you feel me because right after that i got shot five times right you feel me so it's like you got people who don't care about you you know murder or you trying to talk how many murders you got like it's it just like the real it's crazy to say that but it's just like that's what it be Right. It made me learn to move smarter, not harder. Like, okay, I done beat a murder. I done beat a rape. I done shot five times, and I done went fed all before I turned 21. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, I got to be here for a reason. Crazy. So how did you get shot five times? What happened in that situation? Oof. Uh, <laughs> I'm at wrong place, wrong time. Like, I'm at a block party in Pittsburgh, and like, it's a man, it's one of my, he one of my homies. That's the crazy thing about it. But he invited some dudes from out of town. Mm. Okay. The neighborhood it is, well, Atlanta is gang banged out. So, okay, I'm Pyro. They Crips. So, it's, it got on something like, I got on all red. But I'm not, like, you feel me? I really didn't post, I know I said it's the wrong place at the wrong time, because I really didn't even post to go to this block board. I probably been going to the script club, but I was just trying to kill time. Mm. So. Somehow, I see some dudes walking up on me. So I, I get the clutching. So I'm like, y'all good? But I could tell they wasn't from Atlanta. Like, it got on like tall tees, like tees that you wore in 2008. Like, <laughs> Sounds like 2008 <laughs> yeah, Atlanta, like, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like, y'all good? So they like, um, yeah, we good. And um, they keep walking. Just so Hammer had two, like, two or three of my homies from the hood, they walking up, and I ain't been answering the phone for them. Like, they cussed me out, like, damn, bro, you ain't answer this now. Like, nah, y'all chill, watch them. So they get, everybody get the whipping out. And then this is the crazy part of the story. Like, it was a bottle in the middle of the street. A bottle? Yes, like, a bottle. 
um, a pickup truck ran over a bottle and it popped. And then oh. it started a whole shootout. It started like a whole shootout, bro. Holy shit. That's some bad <laughs> luck. What, like a, a soda, like a plastic uh, soda yeah, bottle? Yeah, a plastic soda Holy bottle, bro. shit. I just found that out, like, like when I was down, like, bro, you know about it and shoot? It was, I'm like, what? So I got shot because of a fucking soda bottle. By some random guys you've probably never seen again. Never exactly. thought about. No, y'all, they going to go back to it. Y'all definitely think about it. They going to go back to where they from. Like, but it's like, damn. You feel me? Like, yeah. I got here five times. Five three. times where though? Anywhere three. really bad? Yeah. Nah, nah. Yeah, not really though. Like, not like three in the left leg, one in the right leg, and right here. I got to well, play to my arm right here. I guess all things considered, getting hit in the leg a bunch of times is probably best yeah, case. Yes, yeah, that's the best case. Yeah, I was like kind of shooting back, so I, I got hit in the arm. Yeah, I just threw the gun. Like, it's over with. Right. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. It was over with. The fight, they knocked the fight out of me. Wow. And so the. the you got locked up for that shooting, or mm -mm. no? Okay. No, I got caught with a, a gun. Um, Soon after. Like the next year, yeah. Okay. Next year. And that was the longer bid that you did more recently. Yeah, that was the recent bid. Okay. And then 2015 came out 2020. Wow. So you did five years for just a pistol? Yes. <laughs> Wait, I thought everybody could just have guns in Atlanta, or not? Nah, because nah, I was already a convicted felon, right, but right. it's still like. That was my first offense, like major offense. But it's like Atlanta, like, I ain't gonna lie, that's why it's, I see why it's so good to be out here. Cause like we targeted already. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's easier to mind your business out here. It's way easier to mind your business. Atlanta, if you bored, you just gonna get in the car and just ride around. You mm -hmm. know all the streets, you know all everything going on here. You ain't gonna be ready to just drive cause you got your GPS. Mm -hmm. You gonna get lost. So you be like, shit, I'm just chill. That's it. You're from Atlanta. Like, from the way I see Atlanta, too, like, anytime I've been out there, I've been like, man, Atlanta's like the best vibes. Everybody got the studio sessions. Yeah. Everybody's so cool. Yeah. All, all these great restaurants. Everybody's so nice. Like, I feel like you've seen a, a very, very different side of it. Yeah, burnt that. We done burnt it out. <laughs> we done burnt it out. <laughs> we done burnt it out. Because you got to think, like, you, like, we done did everything in Atlanta that, that's to be done. Mm. From any way you think about it, like, we done did everything. So it's just like, what is it to do? It's not really nothing to do. Mm. But out here, it's just, like, last time I seen you, everything was closed. But we mm. still had a good time. Like, we was in there, vibe out that douche spot. Like, right. you feel me? Like, just the scenery. And it made me just, you went, it's different area. Like, I don't, I don't know what it, what, what it is. It's different area. It make me even rap different. Yeah. Yeah, it make me, it give me way more to talk about. Like, to focus on it. I mean, when we were at with uh, Duke Spot or whatever, his big ass house and fucking, I'm not gonna say what city it is, but it's a yeah. nice ass city. There ain't no tough people in that city trying to start problems and shit. For it's like show. a very different environment. Exactly. It's like, it's cool. And then I eat even like, cause I'm considering moving out here, but it's like, I gotta get everything. I ain't been out there in like four, four months. Mm. So it's like, I just went to Miami to visit my family and I'm just vibing with them. So we like, shit, let's go out. We go to a club. It's so many dudes and then everybody just stiff, like everybody hard. Mm. But it's twice as many females. But it's just like them kind of scenery, like it's like you know, you don't be really want to be around when you 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 know what you, it's like you jeopardizing. You feel me? Like it's a liability going and stuff like that. Right. You feel me? Because it's just it's automatically hate. Mm. It's automatically bad energy, and I go out energy. So it's like I don't really be want to be around it. Mm. Is there like? 
like the tension level from your perspective in Atlanta right now? There's been a bunch of people who've been killed. Like obviously you weren't around for the the wild ass one that happened this weekend at the Wendy's and shit. I definitely was around. Oh, you were in Atlanta when that because you just got here. That's my hood. Right. Oh, really? You live right around my there? My hood. I'm right down that street. I was down. I was right down the street in the hood. Right. When it happened, like it was so crazy. Like, I was getting out of Essex. It was an unmarked police car. I'm trying to beat him over to the right lane. You feel me? So he, he every time I speed up, he speed up. So some just tell me, like, and it's like kind of my street intuition. Like, just get behind him. You feel me? So when I get behind him, as soon as we get out of the exit, he hit that light. So I'm like, oh shit, that's an unmarked. Like, I hit the right. It's a, it's a, um, right in front of the windows that it happened. It's a um, liquor store. Uh-huh. And it was like, sister police at liquor store. Wow. So I'm like, what the hell going on? Like, what, what, what? So, I go down to the hood, put everybody on gang like, bro, it's a lot of police calls. Cause they be busting, you know, like, they bust trap spots and shit. So I, if, if you know, like, it just be like what we do. Like, well, if you get the call, hey, bro, be, get on point. If we just see any police riding this way or this way. So I tell them, we end up getting the call, like, bro, died. You feel me? They killed the video, get the service and stuff like that. But it was one of my big homies' birthday. So, we end up still just going. Now we ain't go out that night. We went out the next night, but they had the exit blocked off, mm. so I had to take the the opposite way of the hood and go around through the opposite. Yeah. From your perspective, how fucked up is the policing in somewhere like Atlanta? Like, like in terms of how much is, like you've been in and out of prison a whole bunch of times and shit. But do you feel like there is just something fundamentally wrong with the way that the police system interacts with the community? Yes, for the most part, but I don't. I, I like it's not all on. You feel me? Like, I can't say that. it's not all on. Atlanta's such a black city too that I'm sure you got a lot of black cops and stuff who grew up in these areas and kind of yeah, who you have respect like, who, for? Yeah, who have respect or know you or just know your, what you came from. So it's like, man, I ain't finna be the one to cause you to throw it away. That's mm. like, I didn't got spirit. Like I just had learners and somebody hit me. A black cop came like. They tried to, the, the other dude hit me, trying to make it seem like it was my fault. I don't supposed to be driving because they had learners. Uh-huh. So he's like, man, well, y'all just let the insurance deal with it. So the other dude, instead of pushing, trying to proceed with just me pay for it. So he went and watched the camera, and, and I, the um, cop kind of spared me, like, man, just go on. Y'all good. You feel me? So it's like, it's, it'll be stuff like that going on, but it be, you don't get that type of stuff, don't get shed a light on. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like all you see is racism or stuff like that because they're wish on a bigger platform. Mm. But like it's just it's like it's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't really know. Like that man didn't deserve to die because he was in the wind and drive through sleep. Yeah, and it's like I watched the video a couple times. I I didn't really like fully understand until I'd seen the video a few times. But I, it's just like completely inexcusable. Like as much as the guy was wrestling with him, the way he shot the taser at him and shit, that's all bad. But by the time he actually got shot, he's fully sprinting away yeah, he from gone. him. He's like 10 fucking full leaps Le- yeah, away from him. For this. sure. So it's just like, you're going to shoot. Because, okay, he, he, y'all wrestling and tussling or whatever. But that's what back up for. Or get on a radio for what he, if you knew, like, it ain't nowhere to go. Mm. You got to go back around the windows. It'd like, be a better situation. His car's right there. Like, you, you got the information on the car. You're going to be able to figure out who he exactly. is. It's a better situation that this guy's on the run and you find him hiding in somebody's backyard right. than that he dies Yeah. on camera in the Wendy's and the whole fucking city is enraged, you know? I mean, they just, like, they woke them people up, man. I ain't going to lie. Like, before I left, they done shot at the police. They burnt their windows down. Mm. They... Um, 
blew up a police car. Like it just so just that why it's like it's time to go. Yeah. You feel me? Like I much as I saluted and I had March like the day before all that happened. Mm. No, that the morning that that happened, I had March with my, my homie um Bachi. He's a club promoter. I had um March. We cleaned up the West End Mall and we walked I walked a couple blocks with my angels do everything. But right. I just wanted to show support, you feel me? But I just know like when I, I learned to go with my um my like my, my gut feeling, my intuition, like if I feel something, it's time to leave. Well, that's what they always say too, is that if you stay in your hometown, I mean your hometown is where the people who knew you since you were young or whatever are more inclined to do something to you. Do you feel like by coming out to LA that that might just be a way for you to just kind of start over and just avoid any kind of shit like that? Yeah, because I want a, a clean slate. And it's like, I'm on this right now, but that don't mean everybody else on this. Mm. I ain't on a gangster one, the street one, in the club all day and fighting and shooting. I'm not on it. So, me not being on it, I would rather eliminate myself before somebody else try to eliminate me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, just because I'm on something different, don't mean that they gon' they on something different. Mm. Whoever I done did something to or whoever been hanging from the start or you feel me? Like the same people who was welcome home and then welcome home and then, bro, welcome home, I miss you or this and that. It's like now that they seeing my career is prospering and going up, it's like I see the hate. Like when mm. I see them, it don't be genuine no more. Because you can't take them with you. Exactly. Mm. Or like, man, why you, bro, then take me out. I can't take you out. I'm, I'm got to get my feet wet first. Mm. A lot of people don't understand it. You feel me? So, you know, you got to, but it's like, this is what I asked for. So it's like sometimes get overwhelming, but I take the good with the bad. Mm. So this most recent time when you got out, Thug really gave you 200000 right when you got out? For sure. What was that like? How'd that feel? Man, I ain't never had 200,000. That was my first time, so you got to know how that felt like. In cash? Yeah, I'm still, I've definitely had never seen 200K in cash. Yes. Yeah. He gave it to me, and it's like, I just, it, it was an amazing feeling. Like, because you got to understand, when I left, he was getting like 60 a show. Mm. So he at the point now where he can go get a million for a show. You feel me? Like, and I ain't count his pocket, but it's just like, he's way bigger. And he used to be telling me, like, he just told me yesterday, start car shopping, bro. I've been told you. He bought going to Rose Restaurant. Mm. So he's like, he told me when I was in jail, started car shopping, but he just told me, like, all right, you still? So I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, you feel me? But I got a car, car away. Shit, like, I don't know. Like, I'm still just figuring it out. Like, I'm taking a day at a time. Yeah, because I mean, it's one thing for Thug to, like, embrace you, put you on his album, et cetera, but then for you to get locked up for five years, come out, and for him to still be embracing you on that level, I mean, that's like a different type of yeah, loyalty and love, especially yeah. with someone like him. It's like, he can make 10 new friends tomorrow. He don't got to sure. be thinking about Me, yeah. something from five years ago. Yeah. And that's just, that's, that's how I take it. Like, it's like, I knew he was going to be there, but he did just everything right. Like, you want to expect a person who that busy just to, Stop what he's doing and just make sure I'm straight. Like every time I'm there, every time I call, he there. Like, you feel me? I knew he was gonna be there though. Like, mm -hmm. I, I never doubted it. But for him just to still be in tune and talking to lawyers and just doing all that, it's just like it showed me like, like that's a real one. Like it, it, it's rare. You feel me? It be people who take off and be famous and they right hand man from the sandbox. I don't mm -hmm. even hear from or ain't even sent them a hundred. So it's like. It, it made me have so much more respect for him. Yeah, that's honestly pretty amazing. So, um, 
Yeah, in terms of uh, one, one thing that we've seen that's been pretty funny over the past couple of months since you got out is this whole situation that played out with Sauce Walker coming at the YSL camp on Instagram and yeah. stuff. And that was wild for us to perceive you involved in that altercation because, I mean, you've been through all these real-ass situations. You got locked up, all this kind of stuff, but it's all shit that just happened in the streets. It's not some shit that played out on Instagram. Instagram so it, yeah. it was kind of wild to see you hopping on Instagram and actually, like, having words for somebody like that. We haven't seen that side of your personality yet, really. Yeah, because it's like, he said fight. So I go on Instagram and say fight. Now, he said shoot, then I probably just flew with this. <laughs> like, to keep it real, like, I ain't like, bro, we can fight, bro. Like, you keep coming at him. Like, you, it's like more so you coming at him, like, you want clout. Mm. So fight me, badass. Fight me. Let's, like, see what you really want to do. And he didn't respond because I know them. I just did time in Texas. Mm. Feel what I'm saying? So it's like. I know all these people, like, you feel me? Like, Dallas, Tits, I did time in Beaumont. So it's more Tits. I'm the only person from Atlanta and mm. on the camp. So I'm pretty sure, like, he done did his homework. He know, you feel me? Like, I done beat up one of his little buddies. Or, you feel me? I'm saying, like, he know, he ain't got to call, or they call him. What's up? Yeah. Oh, now nah, he, he official. Like, so it's like, but when it comes to them, bro, like, I, I, I got love for Tits. Like, I got love for like Houston, that I got love for everyone, but just when you reaching, throw it in gotta say, let's kick your feet back, bro. Mm. And that's how my loyalty is. You did what I'm saying? Like, like, not gonna, not, like I said, like, if it's, he would have said some gangster shit, then it's like, all right, I'm gonna play the cut. Right, is that I'm how you feel? Is that if, like, if Thug really have a problem with somebody or, or whatever, then, like, do, do you look at yourself as the one who is kind of like, lined up like you should be the one dealing with the situation or uh, i always been the one to deal with the situation <laughs> that's, that's the feeling i get but you're starting to get to the point where you can't really be yeah, that I guy can't, yeah yeah so it's like still a transition so right. it's like i had to catch myself like tip call meat call man tell you yeah, chill man he check out like, but the, you know the og they gonna check in like they're gonna tell when i'm wrong and i and i'm not one of them youngest who like i don't want to hear this shit, man i ain't tripping i can stand my screen so when i'm wrong i analyze him like damn i did act wrong Mm. Next time I know how to react a better way. You've been in and out of prison so much throughout your life. Is there a part of your brain that just feels like you're going to go back? Oh, no, I ain't going back. But see, like, I've been in and out, but it's like that was the first bid. Mm. So it was two weeks, six months, five years. And it was like, you feel me? But now it's like, like then it was more so I was forced to, but I ain't. It went like I wasn't in the street by choice. I, I was forced to be in the street. Mm. You feel me? Like I was forced. Now it's like if I don't want to pull up to the hood, I ain't got to pull up to the hood. Mm. I can stay in my penthouse, like, or I can fly out here, or I can just, you feel me? It's more, more relaxing because I have some money. I have money behind me. I have a label. Like I have a team now. So it's just like I ain't finna mess this up. Just when it's starting, mm. or like, you feel me, like it, it's too much involved. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. But is there a part of you that feels so comfortable and so sort of inspired by being in the streets that you just sort of like find yourself drawn back to that element? Because there's definitely rappers that I can think of who 
1000% should just be in the crib and you just will see some video and realize like, man, that dude is just back on the block. What the fuck is he doing over there? Yeah, yeah, like, okay, being from the streets, it's just like, today or tomorrow, it's always in your head. You can, you can always die or go to jail. Mm. They're just in your head, but it's like, like if I'm thinking something negative, Anytime I just rebuke it, like that's that's like my prayer, and, and it's, it cleans me. Mm. But on another note, like it's it's like you're a product of your environment, so it's like you you almost have to pull back up to the hood just to show love, because mm. these be these same people who help you get out of there or bring you down. So it's it's like it's like down there lose lose. Mm. You feel me? Like you just gotta. Show it to them though. You feel me? Like, I, when I just went to Miami, we drove just because I want to take a couple dudes from the hood so they get their experience. Mm. Yeah, it cost me a little bit more money if I would have went one car, went one car, but I still want to show people like this, this how this this the way I'm living and this which you can be living like too. Just like you said, your homie like he went to a couple parties and grew up shows with the right people and mm. now he know like what the business is. So I showed them, and the ones who missed out, because I was trying to get a rental car for them, the ones who missed out, they watching on Instagram, like, how long y'all gonna be down there, man? We trying to come, mm. we gone there. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, that's an amazing feeling. Like, I got a friend, Lavelle, who, I brought him with me on a trip, and I realized, like, at one point, like, he's he's just standing next to this, like, like we were by the beach or whatever, and he's just standing at the beach so fucking happy. Right. And I realized, I'm like, man, this dude has, has been looking at the same beach his whole life. Like, he grew right. up in Long Beach or whatever, but he's, he's it's a completely new thing for him to be looking at this shit for the first time. And I'm like, wow, like, I'm, I 1,000% take this for granted. Yeah. But yeah, for yeah, him, it's, probably, this is know, exciting yeah. as fuck. That's how it was me, right? Cause I like you understand. I've been to Cali a lot of times, but I have never got to actually drive around and stay in my own house. It's always been like I'm with bro, whatever bro need, I'm here for him. And then when he it's time for him to go to sleep, and then it's, I could do, go do what I want to do. You feel me? But it's still like I gotta make sure he's straight. So it's like now I have my situation where it's about me. Like I just had a house in the hills. My dude had this, he got his house, then Thug got this. I didn't have to go get a house, but I wanted my own experience. Mm. And I shot videos and a couple of videos. And, but every morning I wake up and go just sit on the chair and just look like it's pool right there. Just just, just get that feeling like, damn, boy, like, like I ain't taking this for granted never again. Mm. And that's, that's what make me know I'm not going to that jail. Because I don't take nothing for granted. I don't, like, when I was locked up, I miss walking through the grocery store. Mm. I miss pumping gas, and I hate pumping gas. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, I, it's it's too much. You feel me? Like you can't take your your life for granted. So you you got out, and then the coronavirus hits like a month later. Yeah, I got out <laughs> Thank God, thank God, I got out, man. That's crazy. Yeah, but it's like I still have soldiers in there, so it's like I just tell them, you know, try to keep them fed and keep them with the care packs, like do as much as I can. I actually got out December 11. I got the feds. Mm. I had an open charge, and then I got out January 7. I burned out. Yeah. Okay. So are you on probation and shit? You gotta be real careful how you're moving around. So I don't do no drugs. I don't carry no guns. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it just gotta be mindful how you move, like which is is kind of. Easy because it's always in the back of your head. Like I don't want to go back. Mm. I'm not gonna go back because I refuse not to smoke, and I help piss dirty. 
Mm. It's little boy shit. But so is that hard to decide not to smoke? Nah, because I wasn't smoking for the five years. Oh, right. Nah, if it was the other way around in here, yeah. But I could be around. I like to smell it. Mm. I just, I'm around it. I don't smell it. But is that like, so, like wait, so how, how many years of probation you want? A couple years before you could hit the blunt? Um, Three. Three but years. It's like, I got a cool PO. Shout out Dennis Tudor. Mm. I got a cool PO. And Miss Wade. So it's like, he's a celebrity PO. So he understands everything. Now, he still don't let me do drugs, but he understands everything. So, like, he give me my travel permit or, like, he just know. Mm. So, um, But there's a lot of people, like, who I've heard that they they got locked up. And I thought, oh, my, that's, that might actually be kind of good for them because they're still fucked up on drugs. So they're going to go to jail and they're going to at least be able to get off of it for a year or two. But then I find out, like, oh, no, nah, they definitely are getting, getting drugs in jail, too. It definitely is. It's a lot of, it's a lot of drugs. Yeah, and they more dangerous than the ones on the screen. Yeah. But just because it's like, it's so boring, you're going you gonna to take the doses up. Mm. You're going to overdo it, you feel me? And that cause of, uh, people to overdose. Like, I just seen a lot of people on um, synthetic weed, K2. Oh, no. Oh, they got that in there? Yes. Fuck. Now, I seen a person dive off. Wherever, like, right up there where the ceiling at, I seen a person dive off. It, to the head? Yeah. Oh, no. Hit their head. What I seen fuck? like four people die off of it. Like I seen so much shit. Like people get stabbed. Like man, the K two shit is crazy. What the K two is because you smell them smoking it in a uh, Skid Row with all the homeless people downtown. Yeah, uh, you 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 smell it and you be like, man, they got some weird smelling weed out here. And then you realize, yeah, that shit that shit causes people to do crazy things. Like, yeah, and it's like, like I done seen person uh, a Mexican start a riot. How did he hit the K two? Like he wanted to stab somebody. Wow, really? And the whole rap part off in the cafeteria, yeah. Damn, we gotta get, we gotta make sure all these kids out here don't start smoking K two. Yeah, stay away from K two, um, kids. It's not. <laughs> trust me, I know. There's like a lot of people googling it right now. Like, man, what the fuck is that? Yeah, for sure. But yo, it's hard for you to avoid some of the drama though, right? Because there was a shooting at the Fox Five video shoot the other day. Yeah, I wasn't. I was in Miami. Oh, you weren't but actually right there for that. Before I went to Miami, it was like, man, it was so many shootouts in one week. Mm. I was at one of. Uh, I wasn't shooting them where I was just at one, like, it'd be the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, more so, that's why I told you, I know when to leave. Mm. If it's too much going on, yeah, it's time to go, man. It was a big shootout, like anything could have happened. You feel me? Definitely. Um, so in terms of how you view your, your career right now, like what, what are the main things that you're working on? Like, are you just doing individual videos? Are you thinking of like your, your big mixtape that you got planned or what is well, the like, idea? It's so different right now because, like, when I left, it was mixtapes. So now it's, it's albums and EPs and LPs and, like, streams. So it was just, like, before I left, and I had that freedom where like, I just put some uh, body work out there. Mm -hmm. And then you get show money and then you feel them. So, okay, now with the, the – well, I don't even know if it's still coronas, but now with the, the, the epidemic. Oh, and, it's still around, they're saying. They're yeah. saying the deaths are going up big time right now. Okay, see, now with the coronas and – and with everything else going on, it's like, and me just signing to 300 YSL Records, I I have to get to a point where I got my leverage and I get hot enough to drop what I want to drop. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Now, I could drop what I want to drop, but it's like the strategy. You feel what I'm saying? I have to more so understand the strategy because they, like, got me in full control of what I'm doing. So, like, I'm actually dropping the video tomorrow. Then I'm gonna come back and drop 
Like every day this this for this month, I'm gonna drop a video every mm. week. You feel me? I'm gonna drop one video a week for this month. Then next month, I'm gonna do it every two weeks. You feel me? So then by that time, I should be on got hot enough where I could drop a body of music that catch. Mm. Which I already had a music stack though. That's the crazy part about it. Like I got out and I was like fully committed. So in four months, I got like 274 songs, something like that. Wow. So I'm definitely motivated and dedicated to that. But it's like, I have to learn what my fans have an ear for, like what they want to hear. Like, okay, someone want to hear the gangster shit, or someone want to hear the, the drip and the wave, someone want to hear, you feel me, like the, the, just the real talk, like what I went through, so the pain, the struggle. So it's like, someone want to hear me harmonizing them, you feel me? So it's like the melanies, so it's like me just learning what everyone, everybody want to hear so I can have every angle on that on that tape or that project to reach every crowd definitely so that's fine yeah man it's, it's just good to hear that everything's going so well for you and especially because right now it feels like there's a lot of not a lot but like a, a bunch of different people who sort of come from that ysl world that are like doing very very well for themselves right now and right. it's just very like it's good seeing that that positive fucking outlook for the whole camp now nah, for sure and it's just like we gotta understand like we got members who are YSL who is not signed to YSL. Mm -hmm. So say for instance, like Uzi, mm. that's my dog. Like me and Uzi been rocking like before, way before he even made it. Oh really? And he was around like every day. You feel me? Gunner too. Gunner was around every day before he even just I was always all the way YSL. Right. So it's just like to see their success in so short period of time, mm. where it's like that number one albums and they the hottest in the world. Like. Okay, and like, it, it could be very right, just easy. I'm just giving you game. Like, I could just drop a song with all them, but I don't want it like that. I ain't that type of person. Like, I don't want to work for mine. I want to actually grind for mine. So it, when you do, when I do make it, it feel way better. You can kind of see the work ethic of the whole crew, sort of like, because we've always said that about Thug, that he just makes like an unbelievable amount of music and so. he'll just be in the studio for insane amounts of time. And like, you see that, kind of like seep through to the rest of the crew because when I was there uh, the other day there's like another artist I think it was LA is his name and he was working with um, with um, with fucking Duke yeah. and D Duke they were just like yeah like we just been working with Duke we made like 20-30 songs like yeah. in the past couple days yeah shout out to LA me and LA did five songs while we was out here right it just like but being around it like being around Thor in the studio and just seeing you gonna pick up that work ethic just mm -hmm. like if you being around go up Mm. Feel like you been around him a bunch too? For sure. Oh, Thug okay. signed to go up. Right. Yeah. So it's like. Oh, so you were around back then? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I had my own situation where our studio was up the street. So it'd be like back and forth for like, you feel me? Even a long way. Like, shot all, a long way. Yeah. Like, shot a long way. You know what I'm saying? But we were just like, like, on in long way spot on the hill. Like, in everybody, be, we used to call it the library, but everybody be get that, but we'll still be just working. But I wasn't really rapping in, but it's just that work ethic that I seen them going there and make five, six songs in two hours. Mm. God damn. Like, and they a good body of work. Like, it's not like, and they probably, all of them probably want hits, but all of them stuff you can ride to, stuff they, that they're going to play in the club, stuff that going to get you that look, what you want. Mm -hmm. For sure. Definitely. Well, hey, man, it's dope to see you doing good. And uh, you definitely got the streets excited right now. So I'm looking forward to seeing what else you got coming out this year. Yo, it's, it's on the way, man. It's on the way. I got slap talk. I got life for a maniac. 
Um, I got slime against slime. They're gonna mm. be the compilation with just all, all my slime. I seen you with the Desso Dub merchandise yeah, too. Sure. That's shout my out, man. Shout out Desso, man. <laughs> he in Atlanta. He, I just missed him. He I know. Atlanta. I seen him in Atlanta. I'm like, he man. He in Atlanta. I'm like, bro. I was almost like, man, this this dude seems like he belongs in Atlanta. He might want to stay out there for a yeah, while. Yeah, he'd love it. He'd love <laughs> He's it. having he way too much fun. He's got in the key. He's like, I need a cameraman. Yeah. I sent him a cameraman. And I'm like, all right. Yo, his brother, his little brother, Pimp Pimp P. Yeah. That's the craziest, oh, see, the craziest motherfucker ever. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> he got some music. I'm going to play you some of his music after this. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The one last question I wanted to ask you. Your YSL, do you fuck with the Whippets? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because they don't violate your uh, your yeah, probation. Yeah, I gotta do anything to feel good. Like I had, I thought it was a trick question. But now, nah, yeah, I, I whip every now and then. You feel? Right. I, I whip every now and then, and for real, feel like it, it, it keep me out of cigarettes, which that's mm. way worse to me. That's your main vice that you've been dealing with. Were you smoking yeah. in prison a lot? Yeah, hell yeah. You ain't much else to do, right? Man, this prison is two hundred dollars for a five, uh, 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 the five dollar box. Mm. It's two hundred dollars for that. Two hundred dollars for a pack of cigarettes. A pack of cigarettes called two hundred dollars. It depends on what pound you at. Some two fifty, three hundred. Like, yeah. What the fuck? But you can make four, five hundred. Damn. Yeah. That's how I go. It's a crazy ass world. Do you have a phone in there? You don't gotta tell me if you don't want to yeah, incriminate yeah. yourself. I'm, I'm not <laughs> shit. I had a couple phones. I'm not. Yeah, I had a phone. But is that it? I stay in tune. Is it a big risk because like I heard people say like I'm not getting a phone this time because if I get caught with the phone, I'm gonna have to do an extra year or whatever. Yeah, see, like it's when the feds they take your good time or they take some of your good time, mm-hmm. so they'll take like six months, and then you'll have to be in the hole in segregation for like and like um, for like whatever they send you to basically. Like whatever they sent us to you to was three months or better. Mm. You had to be in the hole. I did a lot of time in the hole. You did? Yeah. I ain't get caught with no phone, but it was just like off the influence. You understand? Like they know Thug, my brother. Mm. They know Gunner. They know Baby. They know Birdman. Like they just know my circle. So that so makes them want to fucking. They make them want to fuck with me because it's like I can kind of infiltrate one of y'all COs or like, you feel me? Which I had a couple CEOs. Like I could put the game on or. You feel me, like guards and counselors, and you feel me, man. Like two of the biggest sons I got came out in jail. Mm. So it's new people who coming in who done heard, and then I, I'm, I'm not the type that just want the attention, especially now. So it's like, cause when you get in there now, then they would, everybody gonna start trying to tell on you. Mm. And then you really gonna go to the hole. That's how I always went to the hole. So I told. Them. Is the, is the hole like infinitely worse than just being a regular population? Yes. <laughs> It's like 23 and 1. You only come out one hour a day. Right. And yeah. you just got nothing to do in there. Nothing to do. Read all day. But see, like, for me, because when I was on the compound and population, like, I couldn't sit still. So like, I'm always going to the basketball court. I always doing what I'm doing. Segregation made me sit down and get in my bag. I wrote a lot. I read a lot. I wrote a lot. I worked out. That little hour they gave me worked out every day. I ate right. Because you, it's like nothing you can eat, mm. or you gotta eat the three meals that they they bring. You gotta eat them, like, and they sometimes they don't be good, but you gotta eat them. Right. So it's like did me some kind of justice. Yeah, shit, there gotta be something positive you can take out of any situation, I guess. Nah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, Gotti, I'm glad we got to have this conversation. I'm sure the people are gonna really appreciate it. For sure. My man. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you for having me. No doubt. My pleasure. Yeah, Gotti. No jumper. No he was jumper. probably about to just try to hit me with some crazy, slam. elaborate I handshake. Slam I, I don't know. You. I got to slam you. I got to teach you style, man. Come uh, on, man. I got to work on my slap pass. I got to slap. Yeah, he got slap pass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, God, you know John, we're coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. I ain't done this in a long time. Nojumper.com if you want to support.